Right, the title of the message that I would like to share today is Allowing God to Finish What He Has Started. It means that's the title, Allowing God to Finish What He Has Started. God has started something good, church, something good in our lives. Amen. That is the reason we are coming to church. That is the reason we are fellowshipping with our brothers and sisters because we have seen the miracle working power of God in our midst. Though we have lost the building, that has not stopped us from fellowshipping. Amen. Because we have seen the work of God in our lives, the healing, the miraculous work of healing and deliverance and the transformation that has taken place in our lives and our situations. Amen. That is why, you know, we are gathering, we are coming to worship God because God has done something good. Amen. That is what the psalmist, uh, it says in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, God who started a good work will continue until it is finally finished. Amen. So God has started something good in our lives and we have to allow him to finish what he has started. Amen. For me, God changed my life, complete transformation in my life. I was so different two years back. And look at me now, two years later. Why? Because I have allowed God to finish what he has started in my life. I still remember very fresh in my mind. It was uh, in the month of July 2018 when I joined the House of God Church. And I was coming to the church and uh, my pastor, Jose Nunes, had really helped me. And he helped me get a house. It was purely the, it was again the hand of God to bless me with a house, with an apartment. That was purely miracle of God because I was struggling to find a place and God blessed me. And I saw that it was the work of God. I was so thankful to God and so thankful to the pastor that after a long years of suffering, finally I got a place to live alone. Amen. So God started something good there and that encouraged me to come to church. That encouraged me to start serving God. And eventually down the line, I didn't feel like going to church. I still remember I was all dressed up that Sunday to go to church and I was watching TBN and there was a beautiful message by T.D. Jakes. He's one of the best preachers, not just in America but around the world. Many of us, we know about T.D. Jakes. He's a very powerful preacher. And I was listening to his message and I was telling the Lord, Lord, why do I have to go to church? Such a good preacher. I'm listening to his message. I love his message. I don't want to go to church, Lord. I don't feel like going to church. I didn't know what the Lord told me. I, I, I still remember very clearly he said, Sheba, you need to go to church because you need healing from inside. God was telling me, you need to go to church because there's a reason. There's a reason and the purpose. And the purpose is I want to heal you from inside. I mean, there are certain things inside each one of us that God wants to heal, that God wants to touch, that God wants to change. We think that we are perfect, but in the eyes of God, church, we are not. We are not perfect because that's what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, uh, verse 4. If It says that if you think that you are perfect, if you think that you have no sin, that means you're calling God a liar. Amen. So if I say that I'm perfect, you know, if I say that I'm sinless, if I'm saying that I'm holy and professing it, that means 
it shows that we are putting, we are not trusting God. We are telling that God is a liar because that's what his word says. So we cannot always say that I'm perfect because we are born out of sin and we are living in a sinful world and we are prone to commit any sin. That's the reason, you know, I always pray at night before I go to bed. I say, Lord, what if I've done any sin knowingly or unknowingly, sometimes we do sins unknowingly. I mean, it's not that intentionally we do it. Sometimes it happens unintentionally. So I ask the Lord, Lord, forgive me if I've hurt somebody, if I've spoken something, if I've done anything wrong that is displeasing in your eyes. I ask you, Lord, that you forgive me. I repent and I go to sleep. But I make sure that I ask God to repent because his word says that, you know, when we claim that we have not committed any sin, we are calling God a liar because none of us are perfect, church. Amen. So God wants to touch us. God wants to set us free from certain things in our life. God wants to transform our lives. Amen. But we have to allow God to finish what he has started. So God told me to go to church because he wanted to finish something in my life, what he has started. He started something good and he wants to finish that. So I said, okay, Lord, though I was so unwilling, I pushed myself to come to church. I literally pushed myself. I'm telling you the honest truth. I didn't want to, I never wanted to go to church that Sunday. I went to church and I was just weeping and weeping and weeping. It was so embarrassing. I was, I would tell the pastor, I don't know why I'm crying so much in the church when you're preaching. The preaching is totally different, but I'm, I'm just crying. I don't know why. And he said, God is doing something, Sheba. That's the Holy Spirit. God is cleansing you. I still remember that. And I believe that. And I agree with that because there was so much of uh, hidden sins in my life. There was so much of unforgiveness, so much of hurt, so much of addictions that God had to cleanse. God had to, you know, clean me from all of that. I mean, because without God working in us, he cannot use us. He wants to use each one of us to be a beacon of light to our family, to be a beacon of light to our neighbors, to be a beacon of light in our community, in our church, wherever we go, people should see Christ in us. And that starts when we allow God to finish what he has started. For example, if you're sick, you go to a doctor. You tell the doctor, this is the problem I'm suffering. And what the doctor does is he gives us medication. Amen. And so is our God. When we go to him, he is our doctor. He gives us certain medications and those medications will, will cure us. And those medications are his word. Those medications are his Holy Spirit. Amen. Those have, they have the power to change us, to cleanse us. But if you stop going to the doctor or if you start taking the medication, the sickness is going to come back and probably is going to get worse. Amen. That's the reason it's very important to stay connected to Jesus. Stay connected and close to God because he wants to finish what he has started. If you see, remember the story of the, the crippled man that Jesus healed. He said, son, I healed you. You're able to walk now. But he also said something very important. He said, don't go back to sin. If you go back to sin, it's going to get even worse. Amen. We forget that God is a conditional God. We look at him as a gracious God. Of course he's a gracious God. That's the reason he shed his blood on the cross. 
to set us free from sin. But he also tells us, I've set you free, but don't go back to the same sin because something worse may happen. Amen. That's the reason it's so important to be stay connected to Jesus because he's the doctor of our soul. And he wants to do something in our life. He wants to change us. He wants to transform us. Amen. He wants to do something good in our life and to use our life to bring goodness around us. Amen. So by being obedient to God's voice and to his conviction, I went to church and today I can proudly say that God is doing something. I'm completely transformed person. I'm completely transformed person from what I was before and what I am now. Why? Because I have allowed God to finish what he has started in my life. I cannot say that I have reached perfection yet. God is still working in me. And that's what Paul says, Paul the Apostle. Even though he wrote the whole Bible, he still said, I'm not perfect. I'm striving towards perfection. And God is working in me. Amen. We're going to be perfect until Christ comes. God is working in us. Until we die and meet Jesus, God is working in us. And we have to allow God to keep working in us. Amen. By being obedient. By being willing to his conviction. Amen. So God wants to finish what he has started in our lives. But unfortunately, many of us are not allowing God to finish what he has started in their lives. That is the reason we are seeing many of our loved ones, marriages are crippling. Their health is crippling. Their finances are crippling. Their relationships, their family is crippling. Why? Because we are not allowing God to finish what he has started. I still remember there was this sister who was coming to our church. She was caught doing drugs and she had to do a jail time. And she was coming to the church faithfully. She was a little shy when she came. But because of a constant coming to church, hearing the word, talking to the pastor, being in fellowship with her brothers and sisters, that you know, helped her regain her broken spirit. When she came, I still remember she was so broken. She was so sad. I could see that in her look, in her face. But after a while, after a couple of weeks, as weeks passed by, as she kept coming to church, I saw a transformation in the way she dressed and the way she met people and her openness to meet people. That shows that there's something happening in her life. And eventually, God touched her. She was listening to the messages of the pastor. And that, you know, built her faith in God. She was so strong in the Lord. And one day, God released a word through Pastor Jose that God is going to work in her situation. And she will not have to do the jail time. You will be surprised, church. The next week, she came and she testified in the church that the judge came in favor of her and she doesn't have to do the jail time. Amen. Why did this happen? Because she allowed God to finish what he had started. He had started something good in her life. And it all depended on her to allow God. God will not push us, church. He will not push us to get right. He will never do that. God is a gentleman. He will never push us or force us. He has given us a free will. It all depends on us. Whether we allow God whether we don't allow God. 
So the sister, she allowed God and God came through and she was so overjoyed. She was so excited and she came and testified in the church and she said, I want to get baptized faster. I want to get baptized in the water. I want to receive water baptism. And we were so excited. She wanted to dedicate her life to God. Why? Because God saved her life. She didn't have to do the jail. That was a beautiful miracle of God. But unfortunately, the sister stopped coming. She stopped coming to church. And after, before Pastor Nunes passed away, he, he talked to her and got to know that she's back into drugs. And she's living off of on the streets. And her uncle was asking us to pray for her. Why is this happening? It's because we do not allow God to finish what he has started. We have to be consistent, church. We have to be consistent in our walk with God. Because God wants to transform our life. Amen. I remember one of her sisters had called me and asked me to pray for her son, who also has to do a jail time. And I told her the same thing, that your son needs to walk faithfully with God. God already released a word that he will not have to do a jail time. Amen. But God expects us to allow him to finish and fulfill the promise that he has for his life. It's not only for his life, it is all, for all of us. God has clearly said in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, I have plans, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Amen. Every child of God is given that plan, a plan for a hope and a future. God has great plans for our lives. But now it all depends on us. Are we going to allow God to finish what he has started? Amen. So I told the sister, you have to tell your son to walk faithfully with God. Don't stop coming to church. Don't stop listening to the word of God. Don't stop fellowshipping with your brothers and sisters. Amen. And God will come through. Amen. So we have to allow God to finish what we have, what he has started. So the sister, the word of God took root in her life and it produced faith in God. And that faith brought victory in her case. The judge came in favor of her. She got the victory in her case. It all happened because she allowed the word of God to take root in her life. She was listening to the messages in the church and that built the faith in her, that put the seed in her heart and that grew strong in her and the faith was strong and she knew that God will come through and that faith helped her achieve this victory. Amen. So the faith brings victory. Faith in God brings victory in our lives, church, in every area of our lives. It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How does faith come? It comes by hearing. Hearing the messages of the pastor. Hearing the word from the Bible. Amen. Hearing the messages on, on, the, on the Christian network. You hear them. And God is speaking to us. And that builds our faith. Because always remember, it says, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, It is impossible to please God without faith. Amen. It's impossible if you don't have faith. You will never achieve victory and God is not pleased. Amen. So faith is very important and that faith grows when you allow God to finish what he has started. Amen. So the sister, she allowed her faith to go strong in the Lord because 
she was listening to the messages she was coming to church being obedient to god and god was doing something in her life god was transforming her life god set her free from the addiction to drugs amen and god blessed her with this victory in her court case so two things god did and there were many other things god wanted to do but unfortunately she stopped coming she went back into the world and those addictions came back and that's what jesus warned if you remember as i just shared about the crippled man jesus healed him but he said i healed you but don't go back to your sin if you go back something worse may happen i mean so we have to be careful what jesus is telling us and walk faithfully and be you know consistent in our walk with him and that helps us grow in faith in god and that faith brings victory in our lives amen look at the example of this man who was healed by paul it was not paul the apostle who healed him it was his faith that healed this crippled man let's go for that let's go to acts chapter 14 and verses 8 to 10 it says while they were at lystra paul and barnabas came upon a man with a crippled feet he had been that way from birth so he had never walked he was sitting and listening as paul preached looking straight up at him paul realized he had the faith to be healed so paul called to him in a loud voice stand up and the man jumped to his feet and started walking amen what happened was a powerful miracle that took place a crippled man it says that he was crippled from the birth so there was no hope for him to be healed because he was born like that but with god church nothing is impossible and we can receive a miracle just by faith paul didn't have to go and lay hands on him paul didn't have to anoint him with oil he didn't do nothing of that he just preached the word and the man it says that he was listening verse 9 and listening as paul preached looking straight at him paul realized he had the faith to be healed so just by listening to the message of paul that increased his faith in god and that faith in god brought this miracle he jumped up and he was able to walk i mean that's how powerful faith is church faith in god can move mountains faith in god can heal us faith in god can transform our situation faith in god can change our families amen and faith in god is what pleases us amen we are god is pleased when we have faith in him amen so that's that's the reason it's very important to allow the word of god to take root in our heart because it produces faith allow god to finish what he has started he has sown the seed of his word in our heart now we have to allow it to grow and when it grows it produces the fruit of faith that brings victory in our lives amen that's the reason the psalmist says in psalms chapter 1 and verse from 1 to uh, 1 to 3 it says oh the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked I'm sorry who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers but they delight in the law of the lord meditating on it day and night they are like the trees planted along the river bank 
bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they will prosper in all they do. Amen. So who are the ones who are going to bear fruit each season? They are the ones who delight in the Lord by meditating on His word day and night. It's clearly saying those who meditate on His word day and night will be like the trees planted by the river bank. And it says that they will prosper in everything they do. Whatever you might be doing, your business or whatever, you are going to be prosperous. Because the hand of God will be with you. Why? Because you are meditating in His word. And His word produces fruit. The fruit is the faith. And that faith brings victory, church. That brings victory in, in our life. That brings victory in our life. Amen. It's only in allowing God to allow what He has started in our life. We have to allow God to finish what He has started. Amen. It says in Joshua chapter 1 and verses from I'm sorry, Joshua chapter 1 And verse 8, it says, Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. Amen. So he's telling, study this book continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. Amen. Only when you meditate and follow the instructions of the Bible, that is what he's saying, meditate on it day and night, you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in your life. There's a condition again there. Amen. The condition is only if you obey. Amen. So we're called to follow the instructions. We're called to obey what the word of God is calling us to do. And that produces faith in our life's church. Amen. If, it, let's, let, if you go to Luke chapter 8, it talks about the parable of the seed and the sower. And that shows how powerful the word of God is and how it produces fruit in our life. Amen. So let's go to Luke chapter 8 verses from 4 to 8. Okay, Luke chapter 8, verses 4 to 8. One day Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant his seeds. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seeds fell amongst rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon withered and died for the lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds on fertile soil. The, the, the seed grew and produced a crop that was hundred times as much as it had been planted. When he said this, he called out, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Amen. 
So he's talking about the quality of the ground and the seed falling on this ground. Some seeds fell on, on uh, a footpath and it, the birds came and ate and some seeds fell on rocks, among rocks. And the other plants, the weeds came and choked those plants. And the other seed fell uh, among thorns, thorns and those thorns choked them. And it says, but this, there were some seeds who fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was hundred times as much as had been planted. So he's talking about the ground, the, the three, four different types of ground. The seed is the same, but the grounds are different. It's, it's sowed in different, different places. The ones thrown on the foot side were eaten by the birds. Some on the rocks, some among the thorns were choked by the weeds and the plants, by the thorns. But the seeds that fell on a good soil, a fertile soil, had enough moisture for the seed to produce fruit. Amen. So why is Jesus sharing this parable? Is showing the condition of our heart. The ground is the condition of our heart and the seed is the word of God. Amen. When the word of God falls on the hearts of people who take it and who are not strong, the enemy will come and snatch it away. So let's see what Jesus, how Jesus explains about this parable. So the same chapter, Luke 8, uh, verses from 11 to 15, he's explaining the parable of the seed and the, and the, and the ground. So Luke 8, 11. To 15 it says this is the meaning of the parable the seed is God's word the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have the devil come <coughs> and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved the seeds on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and receive it with joy but since they don't have deep roots they believe for a while then they fall away when they face temptations. Amen. So these are the kinds of people who will receive the word. But when temptations come in, they give up on Jesus. Because the roots are not developed. Because they have not allowed God to finish what he has started in their life. And the fourth quality, it says in verse 14, The seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life and they never grow into maturity. So he's talking about the kind of people, they hear the word, they get excited, they come to church, they get excited, but the pleasures and the riches of this world takes them away from God. And because they go away from God, they don't grow into maturity. That is called a spiritual maturity. There's no maturity in them because they haven't allowed the seed to grow into a full plant and produce fruit. Amen. So that's the condition of many Christians. I've explained to you four different types of Christians. And this one is the one who is choked by the pleasures of this world. And that's the reason they don't produce any fruit. And that's the reason there's no transformation in their lives. Amen. And verse 14 it says, in verse 15, it says, And the seed that fell on the good soil 
represents honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it and patiently wait for it to produce a huge harvest. Amen. So this is a good sign that is that represents honest and good-hearted people who hear God's word and cling to it. I mean, they hold on to the message that the pastor is preaching. They hold on to the word of God in the Bible. They hold on to the messages that they're listening. And it says they cling on to it and they patiently wait and produce a rich harvest. Amen. So, you know, if you want God to produce a rich harvest in our life, to produce fruit of faith in our life, it requires us to cling on to Him. Cling on to Him. Hold on to Him. Be consistent. Uh, consistent with Him. Walk faithfully with Him. And wait upon Him. Because the seed to produce a fruit, it takes time, church. It takes time. God is the one who you know, produces the plant and the fruit. But we have to wait for it. And that is what he's saying. Those are the people who wait patiently and produce fruit in the end. They produce fruit of faith. And that faith will bring victory in our lives. Amen. So God is looking for such people who will wait and produce fruit of faith. Uh, yesterday I... I received a text message from Brother Martin in Ireland, UK, and he asked me to pray for his wife. Uh, she had pain in her leg, so I prayed for her, and after a while I asked him, Brother Martin, how is your wife doing? I just finished praying for her. Is the pain gone? And he responded, yes, sister, the pain is gone. I said, thank God, hallelujah. And then after a while, he te texted me again. He said, the pain is back, sister, it's, it's so bad. It's so bad. I said, okay, let me pray. So again, I prayed, the pain left. And again, he said, oh, the pain is back. And I, I prayed. And I said, brother, you have to receive it faith. You have to receive it faith. Because faith can bring complete healing. Look at what happened with this crippled man. Paul was preaching. And just by his preaching, he received the faith. And he was healed. In the same way, I told this brother, your, your wife needs to grow strong in the faith. Because I'm praying the pain is gone. It's coming back. It should not come back. Amen. There's something wrong. Amen. So she has to receive it faith. She has to grow strong in God. She has to give up on, on those idol worships. She believes in Mother Mary. I said Mother Mary is not the one who's going to heal her. It's Jesus who's going to heal her. So you have to rededicate your life to God, uh, Brother Martin, because God wants to heal you. He wants to bring salvation in your family, just like he did with Cornelius. And he wants to touch your wife, set her free from all the aches and pains. Because God doesn't do a 50% job. When God heals, he does a 100% job. Amen. So we have to receive it by faith. And the faith comes by hearing his word. That's the reason I've invited them many times for the Sunday service so that they can hear the word and build up their faith. But they are not willing to join. They're not willing to hear because every time they say we are Catholics. And I had to tell him, brother, it's not Catholic or it's not Methodist that will save you. It is Jesus that will save you. And Jesus very clearly said in John chapter 3, verse 3, unless you are born again, you cannot enter the king, cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. 
You cannot enter heaven unless you are born again. Unless you are born of the Holy Spirit, you cannot enter. Amen. So once you accept Christ, you are a born again. So I told him, you need to read it, read it. But some people, they want to fight it out. They want to fight with God. They're not fighting with the servant of God, but they're actually fighting with God. And that's the reason we stop our blessings. Because God has started something good. We have to allow God to finish what he has started. Amen. So I told this brother to spend time in the word. Spend time in God's word. Because God's word produces faith. It says in John chapter 6 verse 63. Jesus is saying, my words are spirit and they give life. That's how powerful the word of God is. Because it has it is spirit and it gives life. It gives life in every area of our life, in every situation. God breathes his spirit and brings it alive. Amen. So I told this brother, it's not the person. It's not me who can do the healing, brother. That can do the healing. It's you. It's I'm sorry, it's Jesus who can do the healing. And I had to tell him that even Jesus could not heal some people. Even Jesus, God himself, could not heal people. Why? Because of their lack of faith. If you want to see that, I can show it to you. If you go to Mark chapter 6. <coughs> and verses from Mark chapter 6 and verse 5. It says... Mark chapter 6 and verse 5. Okay, and it says, And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracle among them, except to place his hands on few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. That's what Jesus is saying. Mark chapter 6 verse 5. Because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracle among them. So Jesus himself couldn't do any miracle. Why? Because they were blocking the, they were blocking their blessing. They were blocking their miracle that Jesus came to do for them. Why? Because of their unbelief. Because of their distrust in God. They were not believing Jesus. And because of their unbelief and no faith, it says that he couldn't do any miracles. Amen. So faith is so important, church. Without faith, even God cannot do anything. That's what it says. That Jesus couldn't do anything. So faith in God is so important that can bring healings and blessings in our life. Amen. This is the reason it's so important to build our faith in God, church. Because only through faith in God we can receive victory. And this is what I was sharing with the sister whose, whose son has to do the jail time. And I said, he needs to build his faith muscles strong, sister. He needs to spend time in the word. Because only in the word, it produces faith. And only through faith in Christ, he will receive victory. Because all, God already uh, gave a word that he will not have to do a jail time. And God is expecting him to walk faithfully and build his faith muscles. It says in 1 John uh, chapter 5 and verse 4, it says, <clears throat> For every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. Amen. 
So it's clearly saying that every child of God can defeat this evil world. Anything in your life, you can easily defeat it only through your, only through your faith in God. A good example is David. David fought Goliath. He was just a boy, a little boy. And look at Goliath, a giant. And he still, faced, he still achieved victory. Why? Because of his faith in God. David has left us with a very good example of faith. Amen. And a second example, very good example is Noah. Noah had faith in God. When God told him to build the ark, he said, yes, Lord. And immediately started building the ark. And because of Noah's faith, not only Noah was saved, his whole family was saved while the rest of the world was destroyed. Amen. Your faith in God can not only save you, church, but it can save your whole family because the destruction is coming to this world. God is going to destroy this world. We are already seeing it time and again. These are the signs of His coming. And it's going to get worse and worse. But we can be protected in the ark of God's protection when we are having faith in God and we do what He's calling us to do. Amen. It says in uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 29, Hebrews 11 verse 29 to 30, it says, It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on a dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow them, they were all drowned. It was by faith that the people of Israel made it, uh, marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. So God was doing miracles after miracles for the children of Israel. And it was by faith, he's saying that they were able to cross the Red Sea. It was their faith in God that brought this great miracle, that God divided the Red Sea, but it all depended on their faith in God. If they hadn't had that faith in God, I'm sure they wouldn't have crossed the Red Sea. But because they had faith in God, God opened and divided the Red Sea and they were able to cross Red Sea and reach the other side and again it says in verse 30 it was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho wall for seven days and the walls came crashing down they didn't have to fight the enemy church they just obeyed God with faith circling around the walls of Jericho and it came crashing down why because of their faith and obedience amen your faith and your obedience can bring the walls of the enemy that has divided us. Our faith can bring the walls of addictions and temptations in our children's life, in our marriages, in our businesses, in our finances. Whatever the enemy has laid, we can bring it down through our faith in God. Amen. But unfortunately, many Israelites didn't make it to the promised land. They were able to cross the Red Sea through their faith, but they didn't keep the same faith till they reached the promised land. It says that only Joshua and Caleb, out of the whole camp, made it to the promised land. What was the difference? Why couldn't the rest of the, the camp made it to the promised land? was because they were not consistent in their faith in God. They were grumbling at God. They saw the miracles of God but still kept grumbling. And because of that, they went further away and away in their faith from God. And to the point that they perished in the wilderness 
And because of Joshua and Caleb's faithfulness and their consistently faithful walk with God, they were able to make it to the promised land. Amen. Why? Because they allowed God to finish what he has started in their life. God had started something good in their life. God brought them out of slavery. And God said, I'm going to give you a promised land. Come on, let's keep moving. And God is calling us to do the same. He has a promise for each one of us. God has shown us what promises he has for us. Now he's calling us to move forward. Walk faithfully till we reach the promised land. Right now we have crossed the Red Sea Church. And now we have to reach our promised land. And that is possible if we allow God to finish what he has started in our life. Amen. So God has started something good. It says in Mark chapter 13, verse 13, those who endure till the end will be saved. That's what Jesus is telling. Only those who endure till the end. We have to endure till the end. We cannot say that, okay, fine, I'm done. I don't want to endure anymore. But Jesus is saying you have to endure till I come, till the end. Amen. We have to allow God to endure. We have to allow the, the roots to go deep down. We have to allow our faith muscles to grow strong. Unfortunately, many of us are not growing strong in faith because as soon as problems come, we try to run away from God. We say, man, this is too much for us. You know, I'm walking faithfully and doing everything and so many problems are coming in. Lord, I cannot take this anymore. And we go, we stop going to church. We, we stop reading the Bible. And we say, I cannot. I just give up. And that is a dangerous place to be church because you're going to lose your battle. You're never going to achieve victory. It says in James chapter 1, verse 24, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider, consider it as an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. When your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Amen? So he's telling when problems come, be happy. I mean, this is just the opposite. Many people, when we have problems, we are sad. But Bible says, when there's problems, be happy. Why? Because these problems is come to test our faith and it will increase our endurance and our endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Why? Because when your endurance is fully developed, you are perfect, complete, needing nothing. Amen. So God sends problems in our life, church, to strengthen our faith muscles. It's not that he's happy that we're going through problems, we're going through persecutions. You think that God is sitting there and just watching us suffer? No. There's a reason why he allows us. He's allowing us so that we can come out victorious, so that we can build our faith muscles strong in the Lord. And we have endurance because endurance produces character. Amen. And we'll come out complete. We are going to come out matured in our spirit. Amen. I'm going to close with this last scripture, same chapter, verses 6 to 8. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown, blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world 
and they're unstable in everything they do. So God again is warning us that don't be like the <coughs> like the tossed wind and, and the sea, the waves of the sea. If you're not having faith in God, you're going to be like the, the waves of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. It goes left and right. There's no stability in those waves. Why? Because they cannot stand, withstand the waves. It's not strong enough to withstand the waves. Amen. So if you're not strong in the Lord, if you're not strong in your faith, you're going to be like that wave that is blown and tossed by the wind. Amen. So it's telling us to be careful not to be like that. To be strong in Him. And it's saying in verse 6, 7, such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. He's, he's telling us you cannot expect anything from the Lord because your faith and your loyalty is not completely on God. You're trusting people. You're, you're trusting your neighbors. You're trusting your friends more than trusting God. And because of that, you're being like the tossed wind going back and forth. And if you are like that, he's saying that you will not receive anything from the Lord. And he says, eight, verse 8, Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything they do. You know, because of that, we are unstable. And I told the sister, your son is unstable right now because he's being like the way of trusting in attorneys, trusting in friends, you know, trusting in church, you know, trusting in pastors. It's not them. Your trust has to be in God. Your trust is not in the church. Your trust is not in the rehab. Your trust cannot be in the attorney. Your trust cannot be on the pastor or the preacher. Your trust has to be completely on God. Amen. When your trust isn't completely on God, you're going to be that stable wave that will never be tossed and blown left and right, church. Amen. So put your trust in God because God wants to do something good in our life and allow God to finish what He has started. Going back to my title, allowing God to finish what He has started. We have to allow. God has sown the seed of faith in our heart and we have to allow our faith to grow strong. And that is possible when we keep listening to the messages of our pastor, keep coming to the Sunday services, fellowshipping with our brothers and sisters, most importantly, by hearing the word. Romans 10, 17. How does faith grow? Faith grows by hearing the word. So spend time in reading the Bible because that's the word of God and that will build your faith muscles. And when you're strong, you'll achieve victory in every area of your life, no matter what, how how bad the situation might be in front of you, but you will come out victoriously through faith in God. So build your faith muscles and allow God to finish. He wants to start, He has started something good. We have seen the miracles of God. We have seen answers to so many of your prayers. Now we have to finish what God has started. And that is possible if we allow Him by spending time in His Word, by spending time with Him in prayers. Amen. And you'll be surprised how God will change the situation around us. Amen. So God is calling us to allow him to finish what he has started. Amen. So I hope this message will bring blessing to all the listeners on the podcast and all the ones on the conference. I encourage all the podcast listeners to call us for prayers. We are open on the conference line anytime from Monday to Friday from 9 to 9 a.m. to uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So you guys can call us anytime on the conference uh, for prayers and uh, I would be there uh, to pray for your needs. So thank you for joining. 
God bless each one of us, the ones on the conference and the ones on the podcast. 